On this week's episode of Cheesesteak Sports, we fire off about Orlando Scandrick's comments about the Eagles, their players, and the organization. Preview the Eagles-Bills game, talk about the Sixers' home opener, the Phillies' new manager, Joe Girardi, and as always, go Rick. Yo, this is a Cheesesteak Sports production. Welcome to Cheesesteak Sports. I'm Paul. And I'm Dan with... With a lot to come at you today, by surprise, after these Orlando Scandrick comments. Yes, yeah, it's, it's good that we didn't do a pod last night. Yeah, because that's true. I didn't uh, even think. Yeah, about that's that. the first thing that crossed my mind was like, good thing that we didn't do it because I'm back in high school again. Like yeah. this, this is insane. Wild. I'm fired up. I'm um, fired up. We should tell the people that don't know, just in yeah. case if they don't know what's going on. Uh, Orlando Scandrick was on the Eagles. Um, 90 man roster before the pre before the season started, got cut when we had to bring it down to 53. Said he understood what was going on, everything like that. We brought him back before week four when we played the no week five when we played the Jets, and he had the highest rating. We talked about him on the show that week. I said he was the highest rated player from Pro Football Focus all week. Um, since then, hasn't done anything. Got cut after the Cowboys game. Because Tavon Austin burnt him on that first oh, touchdown. Made him look really silly. Made him look stupid. And then also there was a big play where he didn't... He, it was cover zero, which means it's man-to-man all around. And he gave the inside technique to... I forget the receiver, but it's just something that you don't do. And he, So, anyway, he, he hasn't been good since the Jets game. Gets cut, and now... This comes out. Yeah, so now he loses a job, and he's on Undisputed and Colin Cowherd show um, all on a day's work and is trying to trash the Eagles organization, a lot of Eagles players, calling people out. So when I first texted Paul, I texted Paul about it this morning. We were texting about the show today, and I was like, like I'm, I feel worse. I was like, I watched the first minute of the video before. like I, I, I sent it. I told you about it. Uh, I was watching okay. it, and then I... And then I sent it to Paul, and I, I did you watch that, John? I'm like two times speed because yeah. you were getting ahead of me yeah. as I was watching. Yeah, I was I, on two times speed. It was on YouTube. Yeah, I was like, yeah, Paul's teacher. like miles ahead of me. <laughs> I figured he was, but I was like, it's a YouTube video, so I don't know. If, like, yeah, YouTube, you can you have the yeah. option to go up to two. I yeah. wish I could go three, but especially when it's just words. Sometimes with uh, videos, it's hard. But um, yeah, so Dan told me about it. I had no clue because I was just working away like a little worker bee. Yeah. And, I mean, you want to sum up what he's... I mean, he yeah, came I mean, at Jenkins specifically. Yes. He came at Howie Roseman saying that basically that you can't trust him and he's yeah. not an honest guy. Even though when he got cut, he said how honest of a guy he was. Um, there's quotes from that. Yeah, there, there's quotes from everything. And then also to add insult to injury, he... Well, to me personally, this is what got me fired up. Because, like... I didn't. I thought you already heard the whole thing when you sent it to me. Yeah, no. I didn't. Well, you didn't send it to me. You just said it was right. a scandal, and I was like, "Huh?" And I'm just like, "This is this is like a bizarre thing." But he, um, he was just saying like that. You know, the team like where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Everything like that, and I do think he came at Carson, even though people are saying. That he, he didn't. He didn't back. Well, when I texted you that he backed Carson, I read that from someone else. Yeah, because it says it. that on Twitter, like yeah. people were saying that. Because he did say, "I love Carson," but then he's like, 
But Dax, he he comes yeah, in. And he he was all over Dallas. He was like, all over the Cowboys because he's been a Cowboy for twelve years. Yeah, and it made like we got to we got to chill with all these NFC East guys we're bringing in. Yeah, like you can't, just keep you can't Zach bring Brown, your enemies into Skandrick, the Skandrick. Yeah, go back in time, Demarco Murray. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, Deshaun's fine to come back because he was yeah, one he's of a, ours. Yeah, he's an OG. But like. It, it was, like, so obvious when oh he was goodness. on with Skip. Yeah, and, and, and he, he is like, raving about Dallas. A, and he's uh, like, Dallas my biggest regret in my sports career is leaving that great organization that has got him zero Super Bowls in 12 years. And he's talking like he's some some big shot corner in the first place. Well, he got cut he's, by them, too. It's not like he had a chance. Obviously, yeah. I guess maybe they gave him a chance to, like, re-sign. But he was like, Jerry Jones, Steven Jones, Jason Garrett. Like, he literally was, like, all over them. Yeah, it, it he's, was like, he's as relevant as Sean Rodriguez was here in Philadelphia. Like, like that's... Yeah, Sean Rodriguez all, stayed on the team, at least. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, that's, like, the relevancy he should have here in Philadelphia. And this was after the loss to Dallas. This was his comments about the locker room. He said, this is a quote, this locker room is fine. Everyone wants to look for one reason. It wasn't one-on-one out there. It was 11-on-11, 46-on-46. It was a bad night. We're going through a bad stretch right now, and we're either going to fight through it, take accountability, come to work, and handle ourselves like professionals, blah, blah, blah. He goes on to say, got a great head coach, some great leadership. Sometimes you play this game long enough, you get your, uh, you know what, kicked. Right when you think about pointing a finger at somebody, you need to realize there are four fingers pointing back at you, and you need to handle yourself. I'm I'm so, not gonna right after the Dallas loss before he was released. Yeah. The one thing is is like he got released because he's at that bottom of the roster and we need to get more tackles in. Also he sucked. Sucked. But like he, he did not show up whatsoever at all. And I really think that he did have a, a couple good points in there when he was talking about Lane Johnson saying about practice like when he was on um Undisputed with Skip and Shannon he, like mm-hmm. that coming out from Lane, like that wasn't that wasn't a good call by Lane. Like Orlando was fine with like saying that, but besides that, it, the way that I'm seeing it right now is okay. This dude's trying to get his feet into the media. That's what he wants to do right now because he knows he can't play cornerback because we just saw it the last two weeks. He didn't show up. And the one thing that, like I already said earlier, I just I'm really mad that he came at Jenkins for accountability. And like cheating on a play when he he literally did the same thing, if not worse. And Malcolm Jenkins did say he's after all, the game always, that it was, he's a real one, Jenkins. Yeah, Jenkins was like, that was my bad. That was on me. When we were trying to figure out who it was, like everyone watching the game. But Jenkins was like, no, it was on me. Everyone's like, oh, Zul got burnt. Jenkins was like, no, it's me. And then you got like Jalen Mills just saying, like, I don't know what Skandrick's talking about, but when he's, talk, when he's talking about Jenkins, like, Jenkins is a real leader. Like, that's a total BS. Like, like, that's just, like, ridiculous. And then, to add insult to injury for Skandrick, the Philadelphia Eagles uh, oh social goodness. media team found a clip from the Vikings game, the same game where Skandrick's coming at Jenkins for. Uh, Jenkins forces a fumble. Late in the game. Late in the game. And Skandrick's like, that's why you are a leader. That's, that's why, why you're the captain of this defense. First to play to the last play, no matter what. Like, like hyping him up. Like, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And, like... That's all you have to do. Like all we really have to do is clip that part, and anytime you anytime you see his face pop up, you just send that because he's literally either he's a snake or he's just coming out with takes. And he clearly, like I think in his mind at this point, like he doesn't want to play football anymore because this is the first off a bad rep for your next team if you're trying to exactly. sign someone. Exactly. I'm saying he and just in wants his to interview with uh, whoever uh, 
skipping them today. At the end of it, they asked him, like, are, do you still want to play? And he, you could tell he was very hesitant and wasn't really interested in playing, saying, like, <laughs> I don't want to play for a couple hundred thousand. Nobody's going to commit to me because of my age. Saying it's basically also the tape that he's put out this year hasn't been great tape. Besides the Jets game, yeah, we Luke all Falk. know what, where Luke yeah. Falk is. So it's just it was it's yeah, and, wild. And do you think he was the guy behind the anonymous source? I mean, it would make sense, especially with all the Howie comments. Um, maybe not as much because he didn't trash Carson at least on it publicly. Um, but do you think he was the, the anonymous source that Jesse well, and Anderson? Well, three days ago, I said yes, it was. Yeah. As soon as we caught him, because I also, as soon as we caught him, I was kind of like, and also Carson that day said that we handled it internally. So, yeah. so if you figure out who it is. And it adds up. Yeah, it, it adds up completely. Also, because Justina Anderson also t- was the first one to tweet about his release from the Cowboys. So that, and like I've been saying earlier, she's one with the players. Schefter's one with the owners, and Rapport's one with the coaches. So I truly believe that he's definitely got her number. Like, that's a fact. And most likely it was him. And so also him coming out like this. He never praised Car Like, he didn't praise Carson at all. It wasn't like he went back from what yeah. he was saying earlier. Um, I feel bad for Alshon now. Because Chris Long said it definitely wasn't Alshon last year. And this year... You know, we thought it was. And, I mean, it still could have been, like, at least one of those quotes. Yeah. Like, maybe, like, the one about Howie, like, he's got to go get a cornerback. Like, that kind of felt more from an offensive person. And the the one about the offense felt like it was more from a defensive person. And she's not going to tell us if it was two different people, just to make the story a little bit better. But what we have to do is... Address a couple other things before we get into the Bills game because this just popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, but before we end talking uh, about this, like <laughs> this has me all sorts of fired up. I know it's like at the end of the day, we just got to go out and play football and win football games. Like there's been way too much drama surrounded with this so team, much drama, um, which isn't a good recipe for wins. Like if there's all this drama, this has been this has been really ugly. Um, but he's out of the locker room, and. I'm fine. Like the big, I talked about this last week. I said the biggest thing for me was all these locker room issues and the culture yes. seems different. But this has changed my attitude towards uh, towards this 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 week even. But I'll talk more about that when we talk about the Bills game in a minute. Um, so I wanted originally what I wanted to start off the show with was Dan's experience at the Sixers game on Wednesday night for the home opener. Yeah, Sixers game was. Oh, you didn't um, tell me like how much were tickets. Yeah, so that was that was that was a mess. Um, <laughs> we waited till the day of to get tickets. Didn't they actually went up? Like oh. it would have been better to get tickets a lot earlier. We were Dustin. Dustin's freaking out. It's me, Dustin, Danny, and his dad were in the car. Mr. Ty is talking about like spending three hundred dollars on like nice seats. I'm like, I didn't come here for that. So anyway, luckily at one point we were about to buy them for like one ten per ticket, but luckily like I bought them like fifteen minutes before on Vivid Seats for like eighty per t- 80, 87 per ticket. So wasn't trying to spend that much, but the atmosphere is crazy. Like every seat, even up top, was it was packed. I mean, you know, so you know it, what, uh, Richardson yeah, said. and yeah, and it was from. From the start, from the jump. We're not in um, Miami anymore. But, uh, yeah, it was a weird game, especially because, like, offensively, especially early on at one point, they were, like, 3 for 23 from 3. It was 12-13. But still felt, like, in control the whole game, and that's just kind of, I feel like, going to be 
uh, part of this season this year going through as a team that wasn't great offensively and still dominated the game and won by 14-plus points. You know who was pretty close um, on the prediction? Were you? Yeah. I was off, I was off like, two points each way. Wow. I was pretty, I was pretty high. I said 105 to 89. So, so I guess it wasn't two and four. Yeah. So it was pretty close. Yeah, but, yeah, the atmosphere was, was electric to see – just to see the guys back again, like I, I love Sixers games. Love, love was seeing there the boys. At this, at, uh, well, they had the new, um, the new screen. screen up there. Oh, how was that? Yeah, it's it pretty cool. Denny, Denny reminds me of you. He's a big numbers guy. He kept saying like every other five minutes, some a number, like a field goal percentage. Like you see what Boston's shooting right there. You see the Sixers three point percentage. <laughs> it was good to see Denny though. It's been a long, no, I know. I haven't seen like a really long, long time. Yeah, it definitely has. Um, um I had. Anything else you had to say about the game? No, just great. I mean, great defense performance. Thibel. Matisse Thibault to come out in his first oh, game. Furcon, and you're right about Furcon. Be, yeah, minutes. got a lot of minutes. Furcon and um, well, Ennis too got a good amount of minutes. What Kyle Quinn? No, James Ennis. I was surprised because Ennis uh, didn't really had, do much. You looked like you were looking for another name. No, I was just making sure it was Ennis and it wasn't yeah. Ennis because yeah. he didn't really do much. Yeah, he uh, didn't do that much out there at all. But yeah, Matisse Thybul, I mean, I know everyone has talked him up and hyped him up during the preseason specifically to see him do it against the first Kemba? night of the season. Yeah, I know. He was, like, he's he looks like the real deal out there. He was all over. Yeah. And of course, like, he made a couple, like, rookie mistakes. Yeah, he had for one, what they are. He hit, fouled someone shooting a three. On their head. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it was Kemba. But then later in the game, he blocks Kemba from behind. So, like, that that was really, like, it, it's going to be fun. Yeah, he really does. Like, Brett talked about it uh, in preseason. But he's his hands are very active hands. Gets oh, his hands so on the ball. five like, deflections, they were saying. Yeah. It felt like he got more than that, though. But, I mean, like, he was, it was great. It was great to see him. But, like, Jared talked about, too. I mean, I know it was his first night. And, like, you're going to have off nights shooting the ball. Mm-hmm. But it definitely was an issue for the Sixers, so. Yeah, I would say that was an off night. Yeah, oh, but, <laughs> for but sure. But we still scored 105 points and held the other team to 93. Yeah, So, the defense is where it's at. One thing that also re- relates to what Jared was saying on our um, Sixers pod was the fact that he thinks Adam Silver and the com- like the commissioners against us. And I listened to a interview with former... Actually, yeah, former referee Tim Donahue, the guy who did all the game oh, yeah. scandals point shaving everything like that he said that for this uh the spurs sun series back in 03 or whatever it was, yeah. like when the suns were really good that the um the head official of the nba refs didn't like the suns so like they like literally if if you don't have it in like there's a good chance that you get screwed by the refs he said even if like it doesn't matter what teams it would be but if they're up 2-0, they send you a whole package of clips to look at what fouls you can call against wow. the team that's leading to make it go 6-7 games. So it really doesn't make me feel that great about the Sixers odds just because I feel like Silver still has it out against us just because of the whole whole tanking thing. Mm. Obviously, you, still, like, you can't take away three-pointers and yeah. good defense, but it should just be interesting to see what happens down the stretch. The only reason he was talking is because he has a movie coming out November 1st about him and about the whole scandal that went down. He didn't come up with it. Someone else did. But okay. Like, he, he was tied into, like, the Philly mob. and Yeah, I like, know he was from the area. Like, I think he was, like, more from, like, Pittsburghish. 
I don't. I know that the, he his like one buddy was in with the Philly mob, and then they're like, oh, like he thought he was only gonna do it once, and then they just had him. They had their hooks in him, and he was going for. Uh, where is, where yeah, he's is from Havertown. That's where my cousins live. It's only like forty minutes from. Oh, here. Havertown. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's all I wanted to say about that. And then the other thing we had to address before we got back to the Eagles, I believe it was only one other thing. It was Joe Girardi. Yeah, love love the hire. Um, I was nervous they were gonna go a direction um, similar to like with Kapler, more of an unknown, anal- more of an analy- analytic guy. Not that Girardi's not about analytics, but Girardi has proven he can win. Seems like he's a guy that can get along with players well and build the culture. I mean, ultimately, like you want to build a culture, um, a championship type culture, uh, which is something like. You look back at even Charlie Manuel. Sometimes he made some bonehead decisions, but like he built a winning culture, uh, a winning clubhouse. Guys respected one another. Guys like playing for him. Um, so I'm I'm happy about the hire. I mean, I, there wasn't many other candidates that I even especially after Joe wanted. Madden went. Yeah. So I mean, like out of the guys that like you're like drawn to, it's him and Joe Madden for yeah. the most part. I, I would think the two Jews. So, yeah, I, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Obviously, um, we might be going against a World Series defender in the Nationals. Crazy. When comes around, which Literally is crazy. And, yeah. Yeah, it looks like, I mean, it just looks like they're destined to do it this yeah, year. Yeah, you know? just, just like, ra- rocking their starters. Yeah. Like, like that's just, that's wild. Yeah. Um, Grunke and, no, it was Cole and Berlin. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, that's talking baseball. Um, I guess we should get over to the Bills Eagles unless there's any yeah. other miscellaneous information that you want to put in here. No, let's, let's 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 jump back into football. Um, Eagles Bills end of a three game road trip, one o'clock game. Uh, obviously, we know the importance of it con- uh, considering the slide we've been on. Uh, for me personally, again, I I would say before the scandal comments. <laughs> I was at a probably 75% chance the Eagles were going to lose this game. After the Scandra comments, I'm at like a more of a 50-50. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wasn't not, sure if that flipped you to a 60% yes. No, because it still hasn't changed what's happened on the field for me. Yeah. And um, I I do, I know the Bills have played good football, but I, I'm not, I'm not like jumping overboard just looking at the record. I, I still think the Eagles can win this game. Um, I don't think the Bills have faced a quarterback like Wentz outside of Brady, um, and the Patriots okay. handled that game. But uh, yeah, they got to go in and they, and they got to win. You want to see these guys put it together on the field um, in Buffalo. So I'm we're, not. We're at the last Bills Eagles game. Yeah. Wow. So, Shady. Shady's return. Yeah. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, why don't why don't you give your thoughts real quick? Um, on my thoughts the Bills are numbers. the Bills defense is scary. Um, it's very good, especially like their secondary. But their rush defense isn't as scary. So I mean, we might have to beat them that way. But obviously, I want to see Carson sling it a little bit. But like Tre'Davious White, um, uh, why am I? I'm blanking on the old uh, Jordan Poyer. There's a couple. Oh, Poyer. Um, but uh, yeah, there's a couple other like big. Well, I guess since the Bills are not as well known like players, but like you gotta know they have players. Um, 
But, yeah, their offense, on the other hand, isn't anything crazy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I really think that it's, like I already, like I already said on Tuesday, I already tipped my hand. I said that we're going to win this game and we're going to beat the Bears. Um, just and, and especially with the Skandrick, that gives me a little bit more juice just because that galvanizes the locker room. Um, even though I think it was galvanized after, again, that whoop down from the Vikings, obviously that, but if you have snakes in the locker room like the Skandrick, I mean, we're looking at a whole different team out there. Um, I have a feeling Deshaun's going to play, but no, he's, he's out. officially ruled out. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to talk into existence, actually. Yeah. That, that's all that was. But, um... I, I Yeah, it's good. Like, it's... On paper, you would think it's a low-scoring game. Josh Allen doesn't scare me. He's... I think we need we need to obviously make him un- uncomfortable in the pocket. He's got, this year, seven touchdowns, seven interceptions. I think this is a good game for our defense to hopefully um, get rolling a little bit where they don't give up 40 points or 30-plus yeah. points. And you just got to hope the offense can put put some drives together. I mean, I think this is a game you're looking at. If you can score 20-plus 20, 20 points, I think the Eagles can win this game. Um, but I'm going to go out and say the Bills win this game. Uh, the Bills win this call. game 17-14. Oof. That would hurt. Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, another note about Josh Allen is, like Dan said, seven TDs, seven interceptions. So you can basically read it off of there. He isn't that um, accurate with the ball. It's he's got a huge arm, but like obviously, like our big problem is letting receivers behind us and then teams connecting on the deep ball. He's like one for like four, like every deep ball. Mm-hmm. Like and like the thing is, like his inaccurate passes are like wayside. It's not even like he missed them by like two feet or like Carson's to uh, Nelson Aguilar. Even though I think Nelson could have caught the ball, like it's not in the same vicinity. So, like, we could get an interception that way. Also, he does have a tendency to fall into the Winston effect, which is trying to become a superhero and making a play out of nothing. Um, he's pretty he, – he's got a lot of fumbles from doing that so far this year and a couple of the interceptions as well. So, like Dan said, if we do get some pressure on him, make him a little bit uncomfortable in the pocket, he is very susceptible to turn the ball over. Also, Frank Gore doesn't scare me. Devin Singletary doesn't scare me. No one really on their offense scares me that much. Like, obviously, they do run Josh Allen as as a running back sometimes. So, like, that's, like, the one time where I can see them doing, like, a quarterback power because you have ten blockers instead of the normal nine. Um, but, I, like I said, I, I'm going to take the Eagles to win this game 24-17. to 17. Who's so, your uh, star of the game? Game My ball. game ball is going to go to a little guy named known <laughs> little guy named Boston Scott. I think he's going to get a punt return. Touchdown. Whoa. Yeah, it's a little bit it's a little bit out there, but he did have a good return last week that got called back because someone was an idiot. Oh, yeah. And I think Dave Phipps special teams is due for a tutty. And I just have like I have a feeling. I felt it on Tuesday. Like I felt it like go through my bones. Like I was like Boston Scott punt return touchdown this week so i'm gonna give it to the little guy so yeah well i i hope i'm wrong and i hope paul is right when talking about that game again it's just for me i haven't seen it on the field i really do think it can change this week um and it's got to change this week you cannot put yourself in that that big of a hole um 
So hoping for the best for the Bears in Buffalo. Um, but yeah, moving around the NFL. Uh, this is week eight. week eight in the NFL. Uh, the Sunday night game was probably a big game everyone was looking forward to just a couple weeks ago, but now with Mahomes being out, um, uh, that kind of kills that vibe <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it does kill the vibe a little bit. Um, I know, I'm pretty sure Devontae Adams is out for Green Bay. Um, but that was a game that would, a lot of people would have been looking forward to. Um, yeah, Rodgers versus Mahomes, the old right. guard versus the new guard. That would have been really cool to see. Um, probably will never see them play against each other unless it's a Super Bowl now. Unless if Rodgers does have – I guess Rodgers has another four years in him. But I don't think he'll be at this – I feel like it would be like a Eli Manning-Rodgers huh. type. You know? Like yeah. four years? Yeah. Like, I don't think yeah. you could ex- – like he literally just came off one of the best games that he's had this season and he's put – like it would be like three straight games of great play by him in a row. So, I, yeah, that game – well, who do you think is going to win that game? The Green Bay. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I'd be surprised if um, Kansas City could win that. But it's yeah. the NFL. That's oh, I don't know. My um, looking around the league, my lock of the week. I actually I don't think we've ever done a lock of the week, but I'm about, <laughs> yeah, to, I'm about to start. <laughs> I'm about to start it. Uh, I think uh, the Jaguars win. Uh, well, cover. They're uh, they were minus six right now, but Jaguars cover against the Jets. Really? Blowout. Book it. Blowout. Yeah, I think I think the Jaguars take care of business in Duval. Um, Is that where they play? I believe so. Yeah. Okay, because I know that's, I, mean, their, that's like I know that's their thing. Yeah. So and I assume it was. I don't. I'm not a Jags fan. Guyers would know. No, they were because when we were in London, people were like, we would be like, fly Eagles, fly, and they'd be like, Duval, and we're like, what the heck? Like, what are you even saying? Like, are you okay? Like, Dustin and I are like. What is this dude? Like, how drunk are you? Like, it was, it was, um, it was like a, like I, I don't know what it, it was means. named for William Pope Duval, governor of Florida Territory from so 1822. That's the name of their stadium? When Duval County was created, it covered oh, a massive Duval. area, um, in Jacksonville. Okay, so. all right, yeah, but yeah, du- they do, Duval, and we're like, what? So that was a little bit weird. My um, lock of the game, uh, lock of the week is actually going to be the Colts coming off the bye. Yeah, uh, big Colts guy. Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, Who do they play this week? They play the Broncos. Okay. So Broncos didn't really look that good. Just traded away their top receiver. Um, I think Frank Wright gets the guys up to play. I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. I, I like Jacoby. I like Frank. I like Mac. I like the offensive line. I like Darius Leonard. I like like a lot of players on that mm-hmm. team. So. Um, that's that's the one game, and then the one game that um, should be interesting is the Carolina Panthers versus the San Francisco 49ers. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, people didn't think the Panthers would be where they are with Cam Newton going out, but they've won uh, four straight so far. And I mean, I, I don't think that they're going to steal one from the San Francisco 49ers because the 49ers defense is so good. But it should just be interesting to see what McCaffrey can do against that defense. Because that's yeah. who they're going to key in on. So, um, Carolina's had an extra rest for it, Yeah, too. I, I could see Carolina sneak winning that game. I, I, that would be like Kyle Allen's, like, yeah. like, that would just be like, I'm better than um, Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, Kyle Allen would be better than Jimmy J. You'd have to say yeah. that. Um, but it is both good defenses. 
um, in that sense. And another game I'm going to be watching because I have Deshaun Watson in fantasy and I'm going against Kenny Stills. So it's going to be like one of those like tiptoe type things. And I have Darren Waller. It's the Texans versus the Raiders. Mm. Um, funny side part about this game is the Raiders in the beginning of the week traded their top cornerback to the Texans, Gary Conlon. Oh, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. so like it's like I don't think that's ever happened where there's been a trade and you're playing them the next week. Um, since we brought up trades, we might as well bring up Michael Bennett to the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I saw some people be upset. Like, I saw one person, like, how he didn't get Michael Bennett, which is, like, ridiculous because we traded him away to the Patriots. So, obviously, we wouldn't be trading for him now. Um, I think it shows that the Patriots really don't believe the Cowboys are that good. Hmm. Because you're not trading I mean, You're not trading a player that you think is going to beat you in the Super Bowl. Like, they're kind of like, okay, like, here you go. Have fun, like you might. That's true. You might get to the champion NFC Championship, but no way you'll win a road playoff game like that. So I think that's kind of more reassuring for us as we go on this run. Well, so, I hope it starts Sunday. Thirty-five um, percent chance of making playoffs. You think? It, yeah, you think it was zero. Uh, yeah, you would. You really? I mean, <laughs> I yeah, you would. Because after last week's awful game, uh, just everything with all the locker room stuff. And to think we're only one game out with so much football yet to be played, um, where we're not even technically at the halfway point because we haven't played eight football games yet. Uh, you win, you win Sunday. You're four and four and a half game back at Dallas. Yeah, exactly. That's that's um, the thing. So uh, yeah, hoping for the best. Uh, moving on, get to know us for today. Paul Lacroix, what fictional place would you most like to visit or oh. go to? Uh, do you have one already, or I have a couple that have popped up in that one. I, I mean, like, I feel like the classic ones, like Narnia. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, Narnia was definitely one of them. A classic ones, Narnia. The North Pole. North Pole is real. Huh? No, no but like the like North Santa Pole, and like, North, like, like, like like in mo- like Christmas. Like movies. Santa Claus. Yeah, like yeah. Santa, like. No, the North Pole in Santa Claus, the movie. Yes, like yeah, Santa yeah. Claus yeah. And like Santa Claus an too. elf, like. Oh yeah, um, that's funny. Uh, I guess I one of the ones I would want to visit would be like, uh, like uh, oh. Gotham City. No, like Gotham City is actually basically New York. Like it's basically the same exact thing. Yeah. And I was just there the other week. <laughs> um, so like you see all the same stuff, which is gross. But um, I think I'm gonna say like Narnia, or like uh, does it have to be like Earthbound? No. Like, cause like I would like to go to like a nice like Tatooine or like a, uh, Endor, like Star Wars planet. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's for those people that don't, was, don't know Star Wars. I wasn't sure what you're talking. Yeah, like about. that would be cool. And then if like, are there like also like um, rep like uh, like if I went to a really dangerous place, like would I be in trouble or is it like just a no. pass by? Then I'd have to want to go to um, Mount Mordor. Where the ring was thrown in at the end of Lord of the Rings, mm. just to see like what it's all about. Cause that, was, that was a pretty cool scene when Gollum, like, see the Gollum's there. So I know where Milo would want to visit. Oh, um, South Park. Oh, South Park. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say uh, Harry Potter. Um, I'm trying to think the name of Hogwarts. So I actually went to Hogwarts a lot because Chestnut Hill basically looks like Hogwarts. Mm. So. They always say that, and also waited in a long line with Braden and uh, Josh Baird to take their picture with the train stop while we were in London. 
they're like made us wait. Well, Dustin and I didn't wait. Like those two wait. Do you remember seeing the pictures of them and scars on lawns? It was a no. whole thing. It, it was like I can't believe. Like it was pretty cool, but like I wouldn't have waited for it. But um, yeah, those are a couple places. One other thing I wanted to say was uh, I just want to give a congratulations to Jared for like taking his own advice. Like he really wanted to go to that cupcake place, and, and it looks like he's going this week. So that's pretty exciting in um, in one sense. So I just want to give a shout out to him, and also I want to give well, another shout out to my boy, uh, our boy Gyrus, on having his son Cooper today. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, wow. Cooper Gyrus. Wow. And uh, like that's just big. That's good vibes for the Eagles. Great vibes. Like that. That's just like that. Yeah. Congratulations, congratulations, Gyrus. And then I still, like, it just didn't even hit me, like you said, that, like, we always do our shows. I think every show so far this year, our preview's been, well, for most of them, been Except Thursday nights. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, for us to be doing it today was I very fitting. To, well, it was, it was good because the scandal. Right. Yeah. I don't want to get into, like, a habit. No, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm but, not saying um, a habit of this, but. Yeah, and Jared, you said he's going to that place. Yeah, well, like he said, he's like, got. He better send a picture of cheesesteak sports then. Well, yeah, you said if you're going to DC, like yeah, the, yeah. the George the cupcakes, yeah, Georgetown cupcakes, Georgetown cupcakes would be the place. And uh, last I heard was that he's going to act, like I guess the cupcakes sounded that good to him that he wanted to wow. get down there and see him. So. Wow. Well, that's that's exciting. I hope we get to see him tonight. I don't know if we're gonna. Really? Yeah, he's got a lot of homework. He said. But, uh, yeah, that's about it for cheesesteak sports. Um, I really hope come, like, late December, early January, we're, we're doing a podcast singing Orlando Scandrick's praises um, as the Eagles march into the playoffs. I'll never give them praises. Go Birds. <laughs>